Well, over the years, Oregon football has played some crazy games down in the desert, sometimes in Tucson, sometimes in Tempe, often a little bit of both. This year's game in Tucson comes against an Arizona Wildcats team that on paper is overmatched. But how overmatched are they? Uh, Maybe not as much as you think. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks, which is why, if you have not already, you should like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this show. Thank you to everybody out there who has done so already. I am joined today to talk about the Arizona Wildcats by the host of Locked On Wildcats. I think your first appearance here on uh, Locked on Ducks. Mike Luke at Iron Mike Luke on Twitter is the handle. And Mike, Oregon fans are, uh, I think Arizona, the Arizona game has their attention more than you would think. So thank you for coming on to talk about it and uh, and give us some insight there on uh, U of A. And yes, that was one of the, uh, granted it was a five interception performance, but I thought Arizona <laughs> would lose by 500 points and they were in that one going late into the third quarter. Yeah, it was uh, not the way that Oregon fans wanted that game to play out, I, I, I can assure you. And it was one where, like you said, I expected it to be a big blowout. And then you look up in the third quarter and you're like, game's not over yet. Why Why is the game uh, not over yet? But Arizona has been you know, moving in the right direction so far this offseason on the recruiting trail. I think they've done nice things in the transfer portal, which we're going to get to today as well. But, you know, they're starting at almost as low of a point as a college football program can uh, start. They'd lost 12 straight when Jed Fish took over before last year. They lost eight straight to start the year, snapped the winning streak. Everybody threw a party down there in Tucson. (laughs) It looked like a fun time. I I would have wanted to be there personally. Yeah, it looked like they're they're having fun. It's the little things, Spencer, that matter. Yeah, it's it's baby steps, right? Right, And so... This is not an Arizona team that's ready to compete, but it's one that in two or three years could be. And you have to figure at some point Arizona is going to, you know, have that big signature win, at, you know, that, that mm-hmm. changes the momentum, changes the feel around the program, gets guys excited and, and whatnot. Where do you assess the Arizona football program right now going into 2022, a year in which their over under win total is two and a half? But I think they right. might be. I think they could get to three wins this year. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's something. I like the over um, last year. I, I liked uh, I didn't think Arizona would do anything. I mean. They won one game, so take that for what it's worth. But um, first of all, he's he's overhauled the roster in one short year. Um, again, like you you astutely put, he's not. They're not going to compete for anything. But you look across the board right now. You bring in the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year at quarterback, um, and then you also bring in a guy that you guys know about, a Tatora McMillan, who was committed yep. to Oregon, five-star wide receiver. You put him out there. You put a Jacob Cowing out there. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a drastically different offense and something that is it's going to be exciting to watch and see what they can do, because there's a lot of new pieces there. Again, there's a lot of holes still, but there's definitely some new pieces. Yeah, and I I really like Delora. You know, he's not the biggest. He's doesn't have the biggest right. arm. He's not the most athletic. But when I watch him, the word that always comes to mind is something you hear uh, to describe quarterbacks somewhat often. He's a gamer like he right. just gets out there 
I watch him play, I think, man, that guy loves football. That, that guy just wants to get out there and play. He wants to compete, mm-hmm. and he brings stability to a position that a season ago, as you know, had a lot of turnover. I mean, no uh, doubt. Plumber, Plumber, I think, was the guy in there. Gunnar Cruz was in there. Right. I mean, I mean, it was just a revolving door, injuries, poor play and everything. But how important you think it is to that offense and to Jed Fish uh, as well, a former uh, offensive coordinator, I believe, mm-hmm. in the NFL at one point in time. How big is that for him to know what he's going to get at the quarterback position? Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. It's everything. I mean, it's the difference between, you know, being being a one win team and possibly being a five win team. Um, last year, it was just. Now you guys saw Jordan McLeod for a little bit before he got hurt. Um, yeah. But Jordan McLeod was that was the first time that Arizona fans had actually seen somebody move the ball up and down the field. Now, granted, it ended up with five interceptions, but you still saw what you know at least what some of the image that Jed Fish was trying to push out there um, with the other quarterbacks. Gunnar Cruz was either throwing the ball two yards in front of him or forty yards out of bounds. Will Plummer, it always looks like it was a little too quick for him. Uh, Delora is coming in and you hit the nail on the head. He's a smaller guy, not a rocket arm, a good enough arm, but he makes quick decisions. And especially when you've got a really good receiving core and maybe not the greatest offensive line in the world, you need somebody in there that's going to make those decisions. And we're going to find out more about Jed Fish. I could take, I couldn't take anything away from Jed Fish last year other than he's an awesome recruiter. But because I don't know if he, I don't know if he can coach because he was dealt maybe the worst roster in Power Five football. But now, He's got some pieces to work with. Again, nobody's asking for eight or nine wins, but I think people are starting to ask for four and maybe five wins with that roster overhaul. So we'll find out a lot more about him. But yes, to answer your question, stabilizing that position was incredibly important. Yeah, you mentioned them having one of the worst Power 5 football rosters in the country. Uh, I believe Kansas football has entered the chat. So mm-hmm. uh, has Arizona... <laughs> <laughs> they 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 really do and yet they beat Texas in 2021 right. which is still one of the craziest awesome. games of the year right oh i know absolutely wild but speaking of crazy games Oregon's had their fair share of, shall we say, at least from my end, unfortunate contests Mm -hmm. down there in Tucson and in Tempe. Like every year, Oregon fans look at the schedule. And if there's a game that is in the desert, they didn't have one last year because we didn't play ASU and we had Arizona at home. But every time you look and there's a game in the desert, I don't know why. I think it goes back to Dennis Dixon uh, hurting his knee down there. There's just something about it that things just kind of just kind of happen. And so. This is an Arizona team that I agree with you is is much improved and should be better from what they were a season ago. And that was a game that Oregon, yeah, they ended up winning, but it was a bunch of turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. And it was turnovers coming from the quarterback position. It wasn't the Florida State Rose Bowl game where the running backs turning the ball over and receivers are dropping, having balls go off their hands or anything like that. The quarterback was just throwing interceptions. Now that's a little bit more solidified. So I think the quarterback's an upgrade. Why receivers an upgrade uh the running back that you added from florida state i I think that's a solid addition Mm -hmm. as well what are the biggest question marks on uh the offensive side of the ball what's kind of the offensive line situation yeah the offensive line is it's not deep you don't really have anybody that looks like they're going to be an nfl player peyton fears has been at that right tackle position for three years now he's solid he's not really an all-conference guy you got a bunch of questions, though, afterwards. Josh Donovan and Josh Baker on the inside. Um, 
fairly talented. One of them was a top 100 recruit coming out of a high school, but they get, they've been injured. And then you look at the left tackle position right there. And it's going to be a Jordan Morgan who the coaching staff has really talked up big kid out of Marana, about six, six, 300 pounds, but he hasn't been that good on the field. Now, again, guys can get better, but the coaching staff has really talked him up. So that's certainly something that, you know, to keep an eye on, but and after that, there's just not a bunch of depth. I mean, there's not really guys that you can put in there for, you know, two or three games and say, okay, you know, this is a stopgap. This is going to be a problem for Arizona if any of these guys get hurt right there. Well, I want to ask Mike about his thoughts on how the offense stacks up against Oregon's defense. But first, I want to tell you all about LinkedIn. As you get it for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, and you can post your job for free, which is a really good price, at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free and talk to the people you need to find faster. linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So as you look at this offense uh, overall, Mike, and think about, you know, the the talent that Oregon has on the roster, but they're going to be, you know, trying to figure things out in terms of having a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, new staff and, and whatnot. Do you think that this is an Arizona team that last year, you know, they, they hung around mostly with their defense, right? That's mm-hmm. how the Ducks let them stay in the game is they just were not able right. to score the number of points uh, they should have. And Arizona did just enough, but I would assume that the offense will be at least a little bit more competent this year. Do you think that this is an Arizona offense that is ready to be able to put up a a 25, 30 points to hang with Oregon, or do you think they're not quite there? Yeah, I mean, I I think they can. I mean, you look at it last year, and again, it's always difficult to be able to judge something off last year, but they were able to move the ball and get up in the red zone. It was just, that's when they just started uh, turning the ball over. You obviously, you lose a Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy like that. Um, I know that there's still talent across the board. I mean, Mario Cristobal recruited at a top 15 level, and I don't think that uh, there's anything to indicate that Lanning won't be able to recruit at that level as well. Um, but Oregon doesn't, you know, there's really no team in the conference this year. And I don't know that this has really been the case since maybe like even USC was that is uh, was awesome back in the mid 2000s. That is just physically overwhelming on both sides. So I expect Oregon to win that game by 20 you know, a couple touchdowns, but at the same time though, I, you know, I could see Arizona being competitive in that game just cause I don't, I don't know that Oregon's going to overwhelm them per se, The the teams that really worry me. And I think Oregon's probably better than Utah, but a team like Utah worries me where you've got a bunch of really physical guys who have, you know, fourth, fifth year players in the trenches that you can just kind of wear you down. Oregon's a little bit different there. Um, but um, I assume Bo Nix is going to be the starting quarterback for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's all right. You know, he's not great. Um, but again, I think Oregon's probably a nine or a 10 win team, but I think Arizona can hang with them. Yeah, I, I think Arizona can be more competitive than people would have thought going into last year's games. And they, of course, surprised us all, frankly, with how long sure. they, they hung around, especially on the road. Right. I, I think that says a lot about 
the culture that Jed Fish is working to establish there, that that team that was just, they had nothing going for him. They were in the midst of a losing streak. They were, I think they were 0-4 at the time going into the game. And they just kind of hung around and they didn't have great quarterback play. But Oregon is not going to be able to rely on forcing however many turnovers it was. I think it was... I think there were three, four. I think there were three or four interceptions in that game for the Ducks defense. I don't think you're going to be able to do that to uh, to Jaden Delore. It's just going to be a, a tougher thing to do. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball because uh, Arizona's made some mm-hmm. some transfer additions there. A notable one, Hunter Eccles, coming over from uh, USC, former four-star right. recruit, wasn't an incredible player with the Trojans defensively, but I think that that's the sort of body that on that side of the ball, Johnny Nansen and the defensive staff there for Arizona have just kind of been lacking. Right. Yeah, for sure. There's just not a lot of talent there, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you look at it right now there, you've got one really good player on the inside and a guy Keon bars at the defensive tackle position. He's a preseason second team, all conference guy, got you five sacks in 10 games last year. But like you talked about, you're going to have Hunter Eccles on the outside or excuse me, at one of the pass rusher spots. And he was, you know, he didn't really do much at USC, but again, USC is a drastically different talent pool than Arizona football is. So, you know, he, um, but he was great throughout camp. He was great. Um, it took, and he took that play into the spring game as well. So you're hoping if you're Arizona that you can, he can get you five, six sacks, six, seven sacks, maybe. And then on the other side is a guy, Jalen Harris, who has been a two or three year starter, Father played in the NFL, U of A football royalty. He's never been able to quite put it together, but he's super talented. Could have gone pretty much anywhere he wanted out of high school. So if you're Arizona, those are really the hopes right there from that pass, you know, from that downline position that those three guys can emerge as real cornerstones. I think when you look at the stats from Arizona's season in 2021, it was the offense that was really letting them down. The defense kind of did enough to right. to help them hang around and win games, but the quarterback consistency wasn't there. Didn't have a lot of playmakers on the outside. But as you look at this defense going into into this season, what do you think the the strengths of it are? Um, you know, it's where I think at the secondary, you've got some pretty, you've got an idea of what you got. Um, Christian Roland Wallace has been around. He's been a three-year starter here at the U of A. He was a kid that actually had a commitment or had an offer from USC at a high school. And, you know, believe it or not, there's not a lot of guys on the U of A roster that had USC uh, commitments. But he's 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 solid. He's not very fast, but he's able to he's able to do a lot of bump and run, a lot of press coverage. That's where he really excels. Um, now, opposite him is probably going to be a guy trading Stooks who was a lightly recruited walk-on last year, but by the end of the year, he was leading the team in pass deflections, and he was around the ball. It'll be interesting to see what, how he is able to mature because it's easy to hide somebody or it's easier. It's easy for someone to look good for three or four games. It's different when you've got an entire summer to look at somebody to be able to scout them. But uh, I think the corners are solid by Arizona standards. And then you look at the safety um, Christian Young is a guy who uh, another multi-year starter. Jed Fish took with him with him to media today. Um, he looks the part. He's always looked the part. But Arizona needs him to really kind of develop into that that big hitting player in the secondary and somebody that's able to get after the quarterback. Um, he almost looks at I almost look at him more as a linebacker. But they need him to emerge. And so I think if you were to ask the coaches, this is just my guess, but I think if you were to ask the coaches, they would say that the secondary should probably be the strength of the team. 
Do you think that the pass rush will be sufficient to where you would overall assess the Arizona defense as, you know, they're going to be better defending the pass than they will than they will be uh, defending the run? Yeah, I, I would I would assume so. Um, it, uh, it it's just such a because the talent level is just so low here. I mean, it's it's so much different than like I mean, you, you cover Oregon obviously, so you've got you got NFL talent across the board. Um, when you when you're at Arizona, if a guy is a big time player, he just stands out, and that's why I mentioned Keon Bars. That's the best player on the defense right there. He's certainly a guy that you'll all want to keep an eye on. But you know, other than that. I, I don't know that this defense is going to be able to really keep anybody honest. If you can have a seventh or eighth place overall defense, I think if you're Arizona, you would be more than okay with that. Just because, quite frankly, Spencer, the talent just isn't there and probably won't be there for a couple of years. Yeah, and I don't think that anyone's going to deny the the talent gap that exists between these two rosters, but upsets, they, they have. Right. Upsets, absolutely. Yep. They're, they're, they're called upsets for a reason. Nobody sees them coming because they're unexpected. That's what makes right. college sports in particular so amazing and uh, and wonderful. We'll get to how an upset could maybe happen here with Mike Luke of Locked On Wildcats after I tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, Go Mariners, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even my personal favorite golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening bet online where the game starts it would be a surprise if oregon loses this game they'll go in as a heavy probably 20 plus point favorite uh, as they were a season ago, I believe, I think it was around, I think it was mm-hmm. in the twenties or something. 21 like that. points, 21 points a kick. Yeah. 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 I mean, even on the road, this should be a game that Oregon shouldn't have to worry about, but sometimes right. those, are the games that, that players, at least during the Mario Cristobal era, duck fans w- would tell you played down to their competition way more often than they should have. And had these games like in 2021, closer than they should have been going into the second half when you should have been, you know, able to get some, uh, some young players or backups, uh, some playing time there. So if you know what, uh, Oregon fans are hoping is unthinkable, but if the upset does come to pass and Arizona wins this game, how do you think that would play out? What would it look like? What sort of identifiers would lead you to believe early in a game? Hey, Arizona could really do this. Um, I think with Arizona, you're going to have to, first of all, you, you, you're going to have to score the football um, and you're going to have to get touchdowns. You're not going to be, if you're just settling for field goals and uh, you know, four and outs, that's going to be a major, major problem for Arizona. So first they're going to have to score. And I think, you know, we'll know by that point when we, uh, Arizona plays Oregon, what that offense looks like. And if that offense looks good, then, you know, I think that they should be able to score some points. The big, the problem though, is you worry is you can't get down early because then you worry about starting to chase points. If you get down 14, nothing, 17, nothing, that's when turnovers happen. Now, granted, you know, Oregon, Oregon scored a touchdown and then almost scored another one in the first, uh, like three minutes of the game last year up in Eugene, but that's Arizona's got to score. And they've also got to be able, special teams has to be a weapon for them. Um, Kyle Ostendorp is 
uh, probably the best punter in the conference. Yep. Um, if Arizona is going to play that field position game, or if or Arizona and Oregon are going to play that field position game, he's got to be able to, he's got to be able to pin them. He's got to be able to directionally kick. And on top of that, Tyler loop, if, if they do get field goal opportunities, he's got to take them and he's got to be able to make them. You can't be leaving points on the table, especially against teams that have much better talent than you. Oregon fans are, are hoping, myself included, that this is one of those games where you watch the first quarter and a half, maybe first half, maybe a little into the third, but ben, but then by that time we can uh, maybe move on to other things in, in the day and you know take a Saturday off, so to speak, as uh, as it pertains to being a stressful uh, college football fan and, and right. such. If Oregon is going to accomplish that, how do you think? They, they need to come down and, and you know, kind of set the tone early against the Wildcats that we're better than you. We have the better roster. We're going to come in and, and win this game the way we're supposed to. I, th- I think it's real. I th- quite frankly, I think it's really uh, easy. You just got to be able to run the ball right at Arizona. It's still a smaller defense. You're still only playing two linebackers and five DBs. You got to be able to just take the heart from them. And if you can take the heart from Arizona football, then this is a team that hasn't played well, obviously, in years. But that, to me, I would be more worried if I'm Arizona fan if you're seeing seven and eight yard gashes up the middle than you know a big a big throw over the top because quite frankly, just across the board, Oregon maybe with the possible exception, well, probably with the exception of the wide receiver position, just has better talent. So you need to be able to, you need to be able to exercise that against Arizona, and I'd look for a yards per carry somewhere in that five and a half range. That's where I think Oregon should be able to win that game and win that fairly soundly. What worries you most about Oregon as an Arizona fan looking at the matchup? It can be an offensive side, defensive side, individual player matchup. What do you think is the the area where Arizona is going to struggle with most? The capacity to just, I mean, this will sound, this will sound kind of cliche, but the capacity to just wear Arizona down. Um, you know, when you bring in top 15 classes after top 15 classes and get, I, I, I get that, you know, there's been transfers and whatnot, but your players in the second string and the second unit are going to be a lot of times better than Arizona's first and Arizona's first unit's going to have to stay out on the field the whole time. And so anytime you're going against a team like an Oregon, a team like a USC, um, you know, just teams that just have more talent and you're not very talented, getting worn down is always my biggest concern. And I would expect that to happen against Oregon as well. What, what sort of game plan do you expect Jed Fish to come into this game with to to try and beat Oregon? I mean, how do you approach that as a coach when, look, I, I'm sure he can, you know, he might not admit it pu- publicly, but he, he's got to be able to look at the, the, the roster that he has and the one that Oregon ha- has assembled, as you've been talking about with the recruiting classes and know mm-hmm. that, yeah, they have a better roster full of football players on the other side. What do you think Jed Fish will need to do to to keep Arizona around or maybe even win the game? I think he's got it's got to be a quick controlled passing game. I don't think that Arizona is going to be able to run the ball very well on Oregon. So this is where Jaden Delora is going to make that money. You know, he's got to get that ball out quickly. You got to stay ahead of the chains and if you're having a lot of 8 7 yard completions, then at that point you know, you're ahead of the sticks. You can start doing some more things. You can be a little bit more creative. But I would, I think uh, Delora is probably going to throw the ball 35 to 40 times in that game because I just don't see Arizona being able to run the ball. And if you've got Delora back there, you might as well use him because he's one of your best players. And he's got T Mac and Cowing to throw the ball to now. Those are not the sort of players that Arizona had on, on the perimeter a, a right. season ago. Uh, just a final thoughts here with Mike Luke, host of locked on wildcats. I I do think Oregon gets this done, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I want to think it's it's a comfortable win. But again, it's really hard for me to say that because I've just watched Oregon go into the desert right. too many times over right. the years and, and just have it not go the way we thought. Most recently, college football playoff spot on the line, 2019, Arizona right. State, Oregon's a better team, just, just didn't quite show up. I think Oregon gets this done. And I, I think it has the potential to be a 20, 30 point blowout. But I won't be surprised at all if Arizona is... Uh, a much improved football team from last year, and they were competitive against the Ducks. I won't be surprised if they're hanging around at least for for two and a half to three quarters in this one. Yeah, I, I'd like the Arizona just be able to, you know, just hang around, just show improvement. And you know what? If you get it late into that third, into that fourth quarter, you got a better quarterback, you got better talent. Maybe you get something that happens there. But again, I don't love Arizona's chances in this game. But I agree with you. I think they can be competitive for for a while. You know coming out of the half and that's kind of what I look for it but at the end of the day it feels like a 31 to 17 game or something like that yeah and, and I think I think everybody uh, on the whole is hoping Arizona can be more competitive because it's not fun to be at the bottom right I like no. everyone it's just not it's it's not as much fun I mean it's a little more fun when it's a rival but Arizona is certainly not a, a rival of Oregon's right. but even so I like the conference to be better. I like to play bigger, more important games. I like to win them, uh, of right. course, but I like them to, to at least be competitive. Mike Luke, host of Locked On Arizona Wildcats. Hit him up on Twitter at Iron Mike Luke. Talking all things Arizona football today. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, appreciate it, man. This was awesome. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.